You're listening to The Living Word with Danny Hodges of Calvary Chapel Fellowship in St. Pete. Another interesting statement about Esau in the text from Hebrews is this. Afterward, after he, for a single meal, sold his inheritance. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, when he realized what a mistake he had made, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. It's a sad picture of someone who's weeping, wanting what they've lost over a bad decision, but now... King James says he found no place of repentance. Today, Pastor Danny will teach Esau's story. For one single meal, he sold his birthrights to his brother Jacob. The Bible calls him godless for his decision. Since before his birth, there's a battle in his mother's womb between him and his twin brother Jacob. Esau is born first, but God prophesies that the oldest would serve the youngest. When Esau realized he had given up his inheritance, it was too late to get his blessing back. He tragically misses his salvation just to serve the desires of his flesh. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 with today's edition of The Living Word. We go back once again to verse 14. Make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. See that no one is sexually immoral. Or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, he was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. We read those in the rest of the chapter last week, and the rest of the chapter basically contrasts The old covenant of law where God comes down on Mount Sinai, scares the living daylights out of the people, including Moses. He was trembling with fear. And that old covenant of law, which condemns, creates fear with the new covenant. We've come to Mount Zion, the thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. And to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. Jesus' blood speaks mercy and grace. Abel's blood speaks judgment uh, on Cain because he had killed his brother. And so in light of all that God's done for us, we get these encouraging words. And we looked at one last week. See to it that no one misses the grace of God. And that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. This week, we take the second statement, see to it that no one is sexually immoral or is godless like Esau, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights as the oldest son. Now, leave the text, go all the way back to the book of beginnings, the book of Genesis, chapter 27. Chapter 27, Genesis, verse 1 When Isaac, that's the father of Jacob and Esau, was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I'm now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. 
Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. The blessing he's talking about is the blessing of the firstborn son. Esau is the firstborn son. He is to get much more inheritance than any of the other children. But with Esau and Jacob, what was normal was not what God had in mind. You go back to chapter 25 and verse 23, God speaks to Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau, because she's got twins in her womb, Esau and Jacob, they're jostling. And she says, Lord, what's going on with these kids? And the Lord said to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. The firstborn will serve the younger one. When they were born, if you know the story, Esau comes out first. He's hairy. He's a hairy baby. I'm envious. He comes out first, but when he comes out, his brother Jacob is grabbing his heel because Jacob's trying to get out first. And they rightly named Jacob, Jacob, heel grabber. But Esau is technically the firstborn, but prophetically, Jacob will have the blessing of the firstborn. The older will serve the younger. Now, Isaac would have known that. So here's the question. Why in the world is Isaac, as an old dad, an old man, (laughs) saying to his son Esau, go out and give me some of that wild game and fix the kind of food I like, and then I'll give you my blessing, the blessing of the firstborn. Why in the world would he do that? He knew the prophecy. Well, you just keep reading in Genesis 25, and you have the answer. Verse 27, the boys, Jacob and Esau, grew up, and Esau became a skillful hunter, a man of the open country, while Jacob was a quiet man, staying among the tents. Isaac, who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. Now, obviously, they both loved their kids, but what it's saying is the favorite of dad was Esau. He's a man's man. He's the hairy guy in our culture. He'd have been the middle linebacker. And so even though he knew the prophecy, Isaac wants to give Esau the blessing because Esau is the favorite son. Interesting, when God prophesies something, he never violates human will. You know that, right? In other words, the prophecy that the older would serve the younger, Esau and Jacob, uh, God never manipulated somebody's will in order to have that accomplished. This soap opera story, chapter 27, verse 5, continues like this. Now, Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. And when Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her own son Jacob, her favorite, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. And amazingly, Rebekah goes on to help her son Jacob deceive her husband and Jacob's dad, Isaac, into getting the blessing, which they didn't have to do that because God had already prophesied it. When Esau finds out what happens, chapter 27, verse 41 says this, Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of my mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. What did Hebrews say? Don't be like Esau, godless like Esau, 
godless. For a single meal, he sold his inheritance. The inheritance is more than earthly. It speaks of an eternal inheritance as well. He sold his inheritance for single meal. You read the whole story. One day when Esau is coming back uh, from hunting, and he's famished. He's so famished that Jacob has made this stew, and he says to his brother, give me some stew. I'm going to die. I'm about to die. And Jacob says, okay, I'll give you some stew, but you sell me your birthright. And Esau said, well, what good is my birthright if I'm going to die? I'm, I'm famished. I'm starving to death. And so he says, okay, give me some of the stew. And Jacob does. And Esau, for a single meal, lost so much. I don't believe Esau was saved. I think Scripture backs that up. He's called godless. Don't be godless like Esau. The word translated in 1 Timothy 1.9 in the King James, Old King James Version says profane, profane. And Paul uses it there in 1 Timothy 1.9 in this way, that the law is not made for righteous men, but for the profane or the godless like Esau. If you read the story, he married out of the will of God. He became bitterly, bitterly. He hated his brother Jacob, says when dad dies, I'm going to kill my brother for what he did. Godless. One of the most chilling statements about Esau from our text is this, who for a single meal sold his inheritance rights. Another interesting statement about Esau in the text from Hebrews is this, afterward, after he for a single meal sold his inheritance. Afterward, as you know, when he wanted to inherit this blessing, when he realized what a mistake he had made, He was rejected. He could bring about no change of mind, though he sought the blessing with tears. It's a sad picture of someone who's weeping, wanting what they've lost over a bad decision. But now, King James says he found no place of repentance. ESV, the New Modern Translation, says he found no place to repent. Now, that's mysterious, but that's what the Bible says. Do you realize the truth that... You or I could never be saved if God didn't grant us repentance toward salvation. Acts 11, verse 18, when the gospel was going beyond the circumcised Jews to the uncircumcised Gentiles, and uh, word goes that, man, a lot of these Gentiles are receiving Christ as Savior. They're getting saved. And it says in Acts eleven eighteen 18 that the Jews were marveling that God had granted repentance to the Gentiles, even without them having to be circumcised. Hebrews contains a unique passage that's often referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives you a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result or with having each step laid out for them. These icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. Their journeys weren't free from trials and tribulations either, but they came back to their faithful Heavenly Father time and time again, trusting that He would fulfill His promises. God used these ordinary men and women to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. We're so glad that you joined us today to study the book of Hebrews with Pastor Danny Hodges here on The Living Word. 
If you missed any part of today's teaching or would like to explore more of Pastor Danny's teachings through the books of the Bible, visit ccfstpete.church and click on Sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, and we'd love for you to subscribe. When you do, you'll be notified by email every time we post a new message. If you have any questions for us about what you heard today, or if you'd like us to pray for you, please email us. Our address is info at ccfstpete.church. Again, that's info at ccfstpete.church. We count it as a privilege to lift our valued listeners up to the Lord in prayer. That's all we have time for today in our study of Hebrews. Join Pastor Danny next time to continue digging deeper into Scripture right here on The Living Word.